0: Did you ever have this experience in college, Paul, that the, mm. wait, wait, guys, guys, the police are here. They're here. They're here. Uh, Everybody be yeah. quiet. It actually happened in high school
1: because, you in know. In high school. Wow, well, you did it well. Yeah, because, you know, my friend's dad was an airline pilot, and so he'd be gone for a month at, at a stretch. <laughs> okay. He used to work for TWA, by the way, and he'd be gone, okay. and his mom was an interior decorator, and he'd have parties at his okay. house. all right. So, yeah, I'd be like.
0: <clears throat> well, I was al- here. Here's the problem: is I was always the sober guy in college because I just don't. I, I, let me side note: I don't have a problem with drinking. I don't like to drink. I've never enjoyed it. It's one of those people who never enough. enjoyed it. Fair enough. And I look like I do, so very often I was referred to as the bouncer because I'd be the sober guy standing right, there looking like. Right. A, anyway, side note. But I was at, I was at this one party in college where, at, keep in mind, I am the uh, the very uh, living in a bubble filmmaker kid, and uh, yeah, just not cool. But I was at one party in college. That got so crazy, I literally looked around the room and was like, this is every single movie cliche in, for a college party Seriously, ever. We literally had four girls in short <laughs> jean shorts dancing on the coffee table, which I'm not kidding you was made out of a stolen street sign. It oh, that's was like a cool. house party thing. And, and a little while later, it all happened, and it made me laugh. <laughs> guys, guys, the cops are here. And of course, three quarters of the room is, is not allowed to drink. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so yeah. The, the reason I am bring that up is because in that moment I thought, you know the cops can hear you, right? <laughs> On the other side of that door. True. They're not idiots. True. They're the fact actually people. They're, they're aware there's a party, which is why they've been called so the but, God, but i hit
1: you're bringing it all back we stole those blinky blink construction lights by that we thought that'd be cool to have like i want one of the blinky blink lights it just kept me awake because it was stupid blinking yellow amber
0: super bright yeah I'm exactly like, what was no, how do i turn this off but but the thing you i thought can't. about That's in that the, but, moment the way it relates to this is here we are you and i talk about cars we talk about driving we talk about driving fast we've absolutely. had questions about the other side fast. of the equation <clears throat> if you get pulled over what is the police officer thinking?
1: It's important. Actually, I think coming into this is more of a headspace for you and I to be helpful to our listening audience. Because absolutely. absolutely. You and I could pontificate all day long as to what we think you should do. It's just sort of common sense. Don't do this. Do do this. But what about hearing from an actual police officer who mm-hmm. is the first person ever to join us in studio? Usually our calls are or yeah. our guests are on a call. Yes, true. And so you're hearing a, you know, maybe a scratchy phone call. But actually, we have... Chad in the studio, so
0: welcome, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Chad is our, a local police officer. I have joked about him before because this is the police officer I've mentioned on the podcast. Who, knowing yes, my yes. awesome on ramp that I have of my uh-huh. off my house, uh-huh. he left a cone there once for me. Having <laughs> an apex cone. This is that Chad, by the way. Uh huh. He's a long time listener of the podcast. Thank you for that cone, by the way. I don't think I ever really properly got to use it, but I know you left it. Well, that's because somebody stole it. <laughs> but you're welcome. <laughs> somebody went three so, cone. Hey, so no Chad is a long time listener of the podcast, which is great. He's in our local area, I should acknowledge one elephant in the room. I want to give the impetus for this podcast because a few of you have asked us in various ways, what's the police officer thinking? How do I deal with getting pulled over? Which Mm -hmm. is why we want to talk about this. this is why Chad is here and we're thrilled about it. Others of you have asked the question about you live in a major urban area. You are a different race than we are. I, look, I'll acknowledge sure. right here: we are three white white guys in a room, yeah. and we live in Park City. Okay, this is not downtown it, Atlanta, it's not
1: Chicago, Miami, DC. Think okay. of an inner city. we are we are not yeah. sitting
0: here to try to cover law enforcement at large. No, that's this not is what not this is that. about. That's not what this is about not at all. This is you've just been pulled over. You you are <laughs> looking in your rearview mirror, staring at those lights. Your hackles are up, going, "Oh man." <laughs> You probably know why you've been, most of the, the time, adrenaline you probably has know why you've been at this pulled point,
1: over. That Your adrenal glands have opened and you're thinking about insurance ramifications <laughs> and spouse and family that you're going to have to tell and your friends that are going to razz you endlessly and yes, yes, yes. on and on. And then the social media postings are, you know, coming shortly.
0: By the way, why does that happen so much? I don't, I'm not sure the moment. Maybe you can speak to that, Chad. I'm not sure the moment when the person pulls out the cell phone to take the photo of either. It's it's one of two things. I've done it's it. either the rearview mirror or the side mirror. Yeah, with I the sneak lights the phone up and I try to sneak the lights yeah.
1: into the rearview mirror. Click, yeah, and that's I'm not sure that later. that gets sneaked. Let's, let's let's just <laughs> yeah, it's let's not just not sneaky. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd this see is it. this is perfect, Chad. <laughs> this is where I want to start. You've pulled somebody over. Walk us through what you're thinking when you approach and what you're. Let's put it this way. What you're looking for. Let's start there, and then after that, I want to go to what you don't want to see. You know, for a traffic stop,
2: safety is our primary concern, right? Statistically, mm-hmm. traffic stops are a very dangerous thing. One of the most dangerous things that you can do in law enforcement. Like you were saying a second ago, you know what you did. You're you're thinking about insurance. Maybe I don't have insurance on the car. You're thinking of those how do I kind answer that? things. Yeah,
1: the, the question when you ask me how fast I was going, do you know how fast I was going? I'm thinking about what number do I say? What, what do yeah. I say?
2: Because uh, I already know that number. Because you already know that number. Right? It's not a guessing game for me. You I have a number. Shoot. You have a number already. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so for an officer sir, we're thinking so much larger than what we pulled you over for. So you know that we pulled you over or I know that I pulled you over for speeding, but I don't know who you are and I don't know what you've just done, where you're coming from, Mm -hmm. why you're going that fast. So I, a police officer has to look at it as this larger picture of what all is going on here. It's, it's not just, the, I pulled you over because you're going 15 miles an hour over. Hmm. Are there clues here or signs here that something else is going on? Did this person just, you know, murder their boyfriend, girlfriend? Did, you know, is there is there drug trafficking? Is there human trafficking? Is there, you know, just drugs in general or guns in general? Because people people do some really weird things when, they're, when law enforcement are around, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've seen
1: um, TV shows created entirely devoted to <laughs> <Right>. that <laughs> right. entire that point. Exist. This is true. So, yeah. I mean,
2: I've been involved in pursuits where people have run from us simply because they didn't have insurance on the car. And the one ran. Wow. It was a new car. So it was actually covered by his current insurance. He just thought, I don't just have insurance on it didn't yet. did realize so, it. So I'm oh, going to run. Man. Oh, Oh man. Yeah. So it was this huge pursuit because, again, we don't know what's going on with it. It Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. early morning hours. We, you know, it's kind of the time of day where we get cars broken into and homes getting broken into. And I see a car with no license plates on it. And that's typical of a car that's stolen. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I light the car up, it takes off and we're, you know, 100 plus on the freeway with him running. Mm -hmm. And in the end, Mm -hmm. when we caught him, because wow. we usually catch you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow! <laughs> it was because he was afraid because he didn't have insurance. Because you have radios and because we have radios and yeah, and yeah. other agencies. There's always another agency you. further down the road. <laughs> Fair point.
0: Fair point. You yeah, think yeah. you're running? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll just get on. Yeah. The radio. So
2: I know that was kind of that was kind of <laughs> broad So that's kind of the stuff we're looking for. There's so much stuff that could happen, and I mean we've seen it on those TV shows. You know, a police officer pulls someone over for speeding, and as soon as they walk up to the car, they've got a gun shoved in their face and they get shot. Gosh, so those are the yeah. things we're thinking about. So you may be a really good person. You may be not that person that's going to shoot me on this traffic stop, mm-hmm. but I don't know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've noticed more and more at traffic stops. I think this has been, uh, over time, the officer approaches on the inside, uh, you know, not closest to the highway. So you're yeah. essentially just protecting yourself of traffic, from yeah. traffic. Right. Cause as you said, starting there, it's very dangerous just to be on the side of the road. And I guess I've thought of, um, you know, when I've been pulled over, I try to either pull as far off as I can just to get off the road or take the exit if it's right there. Should you do that? Should you take an exit and pull completely off the highway because the highway is rather dangerous with speeding cars? I mean, what's protocol there? Will you get even angrier and think I'm trying to run? And my headspace is, I'm just trying to get us off the road and around the corner and maybe nobody will see me either. (laughs)
2: Nobody I know. You know, if it's, if there's an exit that's right there, that's you know, that's reasonably close, then I think that's totally fine. And the officer should usually be, not usually, the officer should be choosing the area of the traffic stop, right? Mm -hmm. The officer should be turning on his lights in an area that he's or she is ready for you to pull over Mm -hmm. so that it should be a safe area with a safe shoulder or there is an exit coming up so you can take that exit and either, you know, get off on the off-ramp if there's a good shoulder there or, yeah, down to the gas station or whatever that's off the road. There's not a problem with that as long as it's like somewhat reasonable. If that exit isn't for five miles down the road, then we might have a problem. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I mean that's that's certainly that's fine. I'm I I I appreciate when people do that. Pull off the side of the road more, or take that next exit you kind to, of just tell. to keep us safer.
1: My next question is about conversation because I've been pulled over in California and the officer maybe had a bad day. Maybe it's been a long day. But, you know, there's some snark involved about, so you're trying to catch up to the car in front of you or, you know, you think you're fast or, you know, all those kinds of things. I want to have a good conversation. I want to be completely respectful. I Actually, I will admit on my license tag on one of my cars, it's the Cayman, I have the uh, the Utah fund that contributes to officers. Oh, yeah, the Officer Down Memorial. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, in California, it was always the 9-11 Foundation. It was the get-out-of-jail-free card. It was the hall pass. You know what I mean? I've got that on my license tag as a, you know, hey, I've contributed to the fund, but I also want it to be known that it's on a hot car, but I appreciate officers, and I like what you do, and I... You know even though I'm bummed to be pulled over for speeding maybe a message of that sense and I know you guys see it I had an officer uh, actually Utah Highway Patrol see that and was you know came back knocked things down for me because he's like okay I see that and
0: nice you know job. but what about conversation when you first walk up to the car before you do that I want to I want to go further than that you walk up and you've just rounded the corner to see the driver what would you like to see like body position you want to see hands what what do you want to see yeah, so I like
2: I like it if they just keep their hands up on the steering wheel. Um, okay. Okay. People will sometimes try to be helpful by gathering their documents before the officer gets there. You know, reaching for their mm-hmm. pocket to get their wallet, yeah, reaching yeah. into the glove box to you know get their registration mm-hmm. or insurance. Yeah. But both of those places are often where weapons are stored. Also, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. someone could have a gun on their hip or a gun in the yeah, in the yeah. glove box. Yeah. And again, these are things that you know the average driver probably isn't thinking about. But as the officer is walking up, if I see somebody reaching. You know, and they're kind of reaching down towards their right side, yeah, they could be reaching for their wallet, or they could be reaching for that gun. Mm-hmm. And same thing, leaning over to that glove box. Sure. So sure. not reaching around, certainly not under the seats, any of that kind of stuff. Um, in law enforcement, they call that furtive movements, if you're reaching around, mm-hmm. reaching underneath mm-hmm. the seat like that. right? And um, so those are things that kind of you know make our make the hair on the back of our neck stand up, of so just, why is this person reaching around. So hands up on the steering okay, wheel, okay. just where we can see them, and I mean, I think just realizing that police officers are people too, you know, so you Absolutely. could, you could get that one that's having a bad day. Plus you, who knows what they just dealt with, you know, maybe they just came from doing CPR on somebody or <laughs> some, something awful because we, that, that we does know. happen, you know, mm-hmm. and I have had that where we've come from like a really bad child abuse call or something like that. And, um, wow. or I just leave a medical where we were doing CPR on somebody and then I have a car coming up really quick behind me and I pull them over. And it's like, I still have this lingering, you know, I don't know if trauma is the right word, but you know, dealing with this other situation that I just had to deal with of either watching someone's loved one possibly dying or dying and Mm -hmm. not being able to help them. Gosh. And then I've got somebody that's maybe driving irresponsibly, or just going too fast in an area, or something like that, and I pull them over. So I, I mean, I always try to be really decent with people. I always try to start fresh with every single person and not bring any baggage I mean, that's from anything be else. Hard though, yeah. because
1: you are seeing it all day long. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, that's yeah, you go from from one you know one to the next, and here in Park City too. I mean, obviously we're in a pretty pretty nice community but yeah, I'll tell you right now no matter where you live if you truly knew what went on in your community it would be terrifying <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are yeah, pick any I'm city sure. across the I'm state sure. yeah, you know, yeah. across the country yeah
1: even the stuff that you've mentioned before it's just sort of like and I think all of you listening as well we don't live in the headspace of you know things you've mentioned you know whether it's a child abuse thing or something going on or, or trauma injury bodily injury yeah that's yeah. not where my headspace is at but it's where you guys are at all the time mm-hmm. all, yeah. you know you're just thinking what's the next thing gonna be I don't know. I mean that's honestly why I admire you so much because you're having to deal and just switch gears constantly constantly and navigate yeah. And then sure. the fact that you start fresh that's actually
0: Kind of nice to know. So okay, so jump, so building Sorry. on this. No, 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 no. You're, you're, this is great. This is great stuff. It's it's very real stuff. I love it. So it's not necessarily light, but it's very real. So it's welcome to the real. podcast. Yeah. The police are here. Uh, yeah, so the next thing, Chet. So you've walked up, and the person is they're they're not doing anything weird. They've got hands up on the steering wheel. What are you hoping for in that conversation? You know, I really appreciate just honesty. Someone who's being real. Okay. You know,
2: I'll, I might ask you questions like, "Hey, do you know how fast you're going?" <laughs> most of that is to gauge how honest you're going to be with me because most people know. You know, yeah. It, I, I mean, and I get, especially in these newer cars, people will be driving and it kind of gets away from you, and you yeah. can't really feel how fast that's going. I understand that. Most people know. You know, most people they're <laughs> sure. either driving with purpose, they're they're speeding for a reason, they're late for something, late for work, or picking their kids up. Or they drive something like a Porsche Cayman or a Lotus. <clears throat> I mean, just throwing those yeah, out there. Just throwing out random cars. Does, no. Yeah, just random right. ones. Yeah. You know, so there are cars that, you know, kind of beg to be driven fast. And they're sure. driving it because they enjoy doing it. Sure. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the time, they kind of have an idea. So I'm looking for people who will just be honest with me. Yeah, you know, I know I was speeding. You know, someone, who obviously no attitude. I'm not coming to you with attitude. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me to get attitude in return is just another one of those things that, again, it's like, okay, I just came from this call. Here I'm trying to be decent with you, and and this is how you're treating me, and it's like I'm not looking to do you any favors if you're sitting here belittling me or being super rude to me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, again, this is just my opinion. It's not. It's not for every officer. Yeah, every. yeah. But someone who will just it. be real and honest with me, and again, I try to make the conversation light while I have all these things going on in my head, the safety concerns. You know, I'm trying to have a, a light conversation of, you know, this is this is why I stopped you and you know, and then I'll ask you for your documentation, your mm-hmm. driver's
0: license and that kind of stuff and you know, just just people being real about it, you yeah. know, and just being decent. Yeah. I feel like I used to have to get a lot more documents. Now it's just the license. Does the license pull up everything else? Not necessarily. Your registration does, though. So when we run your license plate, it tells us if it's valid,
2: and it also tells us right on there if you have insurance. If it's valid, it's through. Okay. Yeah. And then your driver's license, obviously, we can, you know, that is the part that we need because... We've Most times, at least for me, I've already run the plate to figure out if it's stolen or something like that before you know, I you pull the car know the, the status of the over. car. Yeah. yeah, so I kind of know the status of the car, but I don't know if the person driving it is the registered Gun, owner of that gunner. car. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I need to mm-hmm. ID that, that driver. And also the law changed recently in Utah about needing to provide your registration. It mm-hmm. used to be mm-hmm. that you had to provide that, and they changed that mm-hmm. either this year or last year. I can't remember But it's interesting.
0: I hadn't thought about the fact that if you run the plate, that dominoes through lots of info for you already, and you haven't yeah. even seen me. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I already kind of have an idea of that. Sure.
1: It's really interesting because I've found this in my own experience. And Todd and I talk about this as pay to play. If we're going to own fun, hot sports cars in our lives, at some point, we're going to get pulled over because we're inevitably going to be
0: doing something This is fast. why we're talking about this. So if you were listening to this podcast, you have a happens. car that you love as much as we hope you do yeah. and you drive it hard. At some point, you're going to be, hello, officer. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's going to happen. Okay? Exactly. So we're, we, you know, we reference this as pay to
1: play and, and a lot of people have written back to us on social media saying, all right, got a ticket. It depends obviously on the speed, but your, your conversation about being nice to the officer and again, treating them like human beings and they're not robots and you're not clinical about it. And you've got other things on your mind, including your own family and your own life. And I need to pick up milk from the grocery store on my way home, <laughs> right. whatever that is. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me about, and it's been my experience to just treat officers with amazing respect because yeah. I'm in the wrong. You pulled me over for a reason. I get that. Yeah.
2: And I'm not, and like, I'm not asking you to like suck up to the officer. You know, it's not right. It doesn't have right. to be this. Oh, I have to treat you so nice.
1: You don't have to fawn over. Yeah. But I think
2: just being decent with them, just, you know, just acting normal, not having attitude. And I think maybe that comes naturally, you know, from some people that they know they're in the wrong. So they're instantly defensive about it. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but it's cracking a
1: joke. Recommended or no? Sure. Should I not? I like jokes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but, self de- but, self-deprecating. Sometimes but he, not. But he better fight it, funny. But then <laughs> yeah. you got a whole other problem. That, you know.
0: Exactly. If not,
2: all of
1: a sudden that speeding ticket is a ticket to jail.
2: So. <laughs> exactly.
1: Man, one of my first tickets was in uh, California, in Glendale, when I had my nine twenty-eight, and the officer told me he said, "I didn't turn my um, my radar on until." Uh, Tell I got you about 94, but I was chasing. I know you were north 110 going through town. This was at 1 in the morning. And he said, I, I can't verify that, but I know. I was just like, hee hee, yeah, yeah,
0: um, okay, and? <laughs> is there a difference in the kind of car you've pulled over? Does that change your perception? And also the kind of speeding, be it either quantity or how they were handling the car. Does this change the reality? Again, this is just for me. Sure, of course, but, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does. If I have somebody who
2: has a nice car, that's and I don't say nice. I, I don't mean that to equate to expensive. Sure, you know, but a, a car that's put together, that's obviously well maintained, and they're driving it. I mean, you guys mentioned it as spirited driving, you know. So they're driving <laughs> it, you know, maybe, <clears throat> yeah, maybe yes. a little. So as long as it, as long as it isn't, you know, if I've got a car that looks like parts are falling off of it or about to, and they're doing it in. You know just really an unsafe manner you know so, so it's, it's reckless
0: speeding so kind of-
2: reckless yeah so so there's just a i guess there's a time and a place for it in my opinion mm, okay. you know so this is a daily occurrence i-80 comes up through our jurisdiction sure. yeah yeah so parley's canyon pretty much every <laughs> single day we get a we get what's called an attempt to locate we get an attempt to locate on reckless drivers, whether it be in cars right now, this time of year, motorcycles are coming out okay. and it's, yeah. you know, cars that are, you know, during busy times, a hundred plus miles an hour, Ugh. you know, so on Parley Summit, you know, dropping down into Park City, there's exits right there, you know, there's wildlife in this area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Typically That's a true. lot of people right there. Is hundred and thirty coming off Parley's while there's a whole bunch of other people there responsible? Yeah, probably not. That's probably not the best <laughs> gonna go, area. No. Probably not the best area to do that. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, and and you guys know we have a lot of a lot of roads in this county that are nice twisty roads that are often, you know, kind of in the backwoods area that not a lot of people travel that, you know, you can be back there and possibly not see another car. Mm -hmm. Or if you do fairly minimal, if I've got somebody that's speeding there that wants to test out their car that wants to, you know, I put this new part on it, or Mm -hmm. I just want to see what it'll do through these turns. I'm a lot more likely to be lenient with somebody like that than doing it on mm-hmm. I-80 rush hour traffic.
0: Sure. And sure. I think
1: you're looking really at the attitude of the car because that's telling you a lot about the driver and driver skill. You probably have been observing that driver for a little while. Right. And looking at their car control, their skill in handling the car, not that that is a hall pass for, oh, you seem very skillful, then have fun at 110, <laughs> buddy, whatever. Yeah. But you're, you're looking at all these things, and I have actually learned to not switch lanes quickly. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm weaving in and out of traffic or just, you know, switch lanes really quickly, that just, well, that's the car that's moving quicker than everybody else. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, you know, yeah. the tallest blade of grass. First to get whacked. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Well, and
2: that's the thing you say that we've been watching you. When you're driving like that, everybody's watching you. Especially mm. when you're, True. if you're in a flashy True. car.
0: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have been idea what Fing- about. Fingers oh, pointing like at what? You what? Like something bright yellow? What are you saying? Yeah, I weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like, I mean, if you're in a flashy car like that, people are automatically looking at you anyway. And then mm-hmm. if you're driving mm-hmm. it kind of aggressively and you're cutting people off or you're mm-hmm. getting really close behind them when they're in that fast lane, trying to get them to move over, we're going to get lots of calls on it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that we're looking at you. We might be getting, you know, a bunch of calls about, Hey, th- this guy is, you know,
1: sure. Our, uh, uh European correspondent, Tom. Yes. Was, uh, Facebook messaging with him the other day, and he was in town. He was on the East Coast for the X3M launch, the BMW launch. (laughs) He said, You know, he he texted me a picture of his
0: food. He said, Very Tom. Very Tom. He's traveling to the U.S. Picture of his food. Yeah.
1: And he's in New Jersey, and then they were going up to Monticello Motor Club, and you all saw the BMW X3M and the X4M that just came out. And so he was doing that, Lucky Dog. And uh, he said, Man, I love America. Your food's awesome, but your speed limits. And he's coming from Aachen, Germany. Yeah. The birthplace of AC Schnitzer, the tuning company, and it's 45 minutes from the ring and
0: Autobahn. Yeah, I mean, you and I love. Well, he's we got an Autobahn like 15 minutes from where oh, he was born. So yeah. it's like, yeah, so he's over here going, what is going <laughs> like, on? What yeah. on
1: earth? You yeah. people. But I honestly think it really is in relation to driver skill. And in Germany, driver's licenses cost a lot of money. People take it very seriously because it costs them two or €3,000 just to get that. And, you know, obviously we don't have that in America. But I I wish, you know, it's sort of, you know, I'd like to buy the world a Coke ton. I would like to teach everybody to drive better and and be more strategic and have better skill and all those kinds of things. It's just one of those things. It's never going to happen, I don't think.
2: No, and one thing that I've noticed in on the law enforcement side of dealing with drivers or, you know, interactions with drivers are we come from a unique perspective, I think, even more so you guys than me, but coming from an enthusiast standpoint where we really enjoy driving. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed driving. Um, you know, I always enjoyed cars. I mean, you love Long hot cars. Long before I was old enough to drive. Yeah. yeah. Cars, motorcycles, anything yeah. with a motor, I think, is great. <laughs> Not everyone is like that. True. So true. I, I have to, you know, I have to think that... We're kind of a smaller group, those who really enjoy it. Sure, yeah, yeah, I deal with a lot of people who really don't much have a desire to drive. They do mm-hmm. it out of necessity, not because it's something that they enjoy doing or want to do. Interesting. A lot of them are, you know, especially new drivers, um, new drivers and older drivers are afraid of it. Mm. You know, they're, mm. they're afraid. I hear it all the time. Yeah, I'm okay driving up here, but I don't want to drive down in the valley. I don't want to drive in downtown Salt Lake. There's just too much traffic. Or, Interesting. You know, so I hear that kind of stuff a lot. Don't that, go to L.A. You're
0: exactly. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have <laughs> no idea. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, and
2: that's and, and to be honest, love my wife, but that's her. If we go out to California... She doesn't want to drive and that she's sure. fine. Like sure. in the middle of the desert, she'll take a turn driving. Sure. Yeah. But if we're going to get into a highly populated area, she has no desire to drive around that. It's just kind of nerve wracking for her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know? So, and I think a lot of people are probably like that. So it's, I think it's hard for us where we enjoy it and that doesn't bother us. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, Just out of necessity, they drive, not because they want to.
0: Sure. I'm going to ask the world's biggest softball question of Chad because I'm hoping for a rant. Okay. Is the Uh phone problem as bad as I think it is? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Please don't get me started. Hope you all have another 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding.
2: Yeah. It's a problem. I actually just saw – I don't know if it was true, but I actually just saw a list of new um, laws for California. Okay. And it showed that if you're caught, you know, driving with your phone like texting on your phone or whatever, it was an automatic $1000 fine and 3-year license suspension. Whoa! Yeah, oh,
1: so that actually passed. I I, that, I don't know. Proposed?
2: I don't know if that was true. Yeah, I I saw it in the social media world. So I don't know how oh, lonely, much it lonely. was. It was a picture taken. Please of, tell me you saw this on your phone just uh, to <laughs> just to make it go full <laughs> circle. while I was driving. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it really is a problem. And I recently started riding motorcycles. I you know I've kind of always liked motorcycles. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was always kind of in the you know in, into dirt bikes and that kind of thing. Sure. Sure. And I recently went through the police motorcycle course, and I've been riding a oh, uh, wow. Harley Davidson for for work okay now all right. so Very that nice. has given me a whole brand new <laughs> perspective sure. on driving yeah yeah and yeah even more so than in my car it's so easy to see in people's cars on a motorcycle because mm, you're just mm-hmm, right there yeah. and people don't see you
0: yeah all the time yeah, now
2: yeah. i'm catching people all the time just with their faces and their phone not driving and it's yeah. stuff that I think was harder to see in my car. Mm-hmm. I sure. can see it better now, now I but
1: actually read their emails to <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome!
2: And it's also a lot more terrifying because for me, those the consequences of that—if they mm-hmm. change lanes mm-hmm. and I'm right there—are yeah. Oh, yeah. a lot more severe for me than if I were man, in a man. car. It's a problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because we've ranted about it before, but obviously we're not having to deal with it like you're having to deal with it. And I I know it's an issue, but I just. And I know it's even an issue for me. Something happens, and you just be like, oh, you know what? I did get a text. I should check it. And I have to restrain myself from doing that. I should just check it. Because that's what we all do. It pings, and we reach for it. And now you're driving and going. I can't do that. And it's that Pavlov thing, but I'm supposed to. And ugh. it's super important. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we got to watch that for sure.
1: I mean, I wish it were federal. I mean, it's obviously state to state, but I wish it were just across the board and people are, they're doing it more and more. I just, it grinds me. It grinds a lot of people. But if, if anybody has a real solution to it besides increasing fines, but then are you, do you spend a day like, okay, today's phone day. It's just phones. <laughs> Speeders <laughs> off the list. Speeders, you're off the hook, baby. It's just phone day. If you're on the phone, you are mine. (laughs) Not (laughs)
2: necessarily. I mean, sometimes you get in the mood of, "Hey, I want to go enforce this in this area." Like we've been getting complaints of stop signs in this, you know, people running stop signs, so we'll go enforce that in that sure, area. Sure, sure. You know, we were getting complaints of people speeding this area, so we'll go enforce that. So, no, I don't specifically like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, for me, if I have the time, if I'm not phone going, Friday, yeah, telling you, if I don't have another call to go to or something like that, and I see it, you know, I'll, I'll generally make a stop on it. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, I I really like the education side of it. Of mm. hey, I'm going to stop you and educate you that what you're doing is you know, maybe unsafe or against the law, I really don't like to write tickets, Mm, (laughs) mm. you know? So unless you're really deserving of one, meaning that you're doing something really, you know, really unsafe or something like that, or that, you know, this is, Had this happen recently? This is the seventh time we've stopped you. Just our agency has stopped you for speeding. I had you going double the speed limit Mm. in a residential area. Oh man! And you're mad at me that you're getting pulled over. Sorry, you're gonna get a ticket. You're (laughs) you're just not learning here. Yeah, you know. But no, I, I don't necessarily. Hey, this is what's gonna happen today. (laughs) I'm gonna go grab this.
1: I mean, soon, you know. Chad's gonna pull us over and just scan our eyeball and it's gonna automatically deduct right out of our checking account and have a nice day.
0: <laughs> I've been in Park City before, driving my Lotus. Yeah. And Chad's yeah. pulled up behind me. And I know what everybody else is thinking. <laughs> he's thinking, oh man, they got him, and Chad's going, Hey, how are you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's happened before too. Exactly. You know, that's and there's
2: and there's some funny videos out there now about like what's really going on in a cop car. Okay. And yeah. that's pretty much people are like, you know, you see a police car rolling through and people are all nervous and they're like, Oh my gosh, he's looking at me, he's doing this, and the cop is in there like singing some random song or something like that like in his own world and nine times out of ten that's totally how it is like, not even looking they're auditioning soon but keep in mind folks right. I mean
0: again coming back to where we started Chad left me a cone on the apex of my of my on-ramp <laughs> and he listens to this podcast where we talk that's about true. driving cars so I mean and th- yet he
1: still gets his work done for so. sure absolutely.
0: Uh-huh. absolutely absolutely I mean you're, you're doing you're you're telling us earlier you've got 12 uh, hour night shifts you're pulling right now yep. I don't want to do a 12 hour night shift of anything by the way including driving I don't want to do a 12 hour night Anything, let yeah. alone be an law enforcement officer. So, so we appreciate you immensely, Absolutely. man, that you're out there, and Thank all you. the guys like you're out there. What's going on when the cop car has
1: its lights on and just pull over by itself on the side of the road? Is it just paperwork? Is this like paperwork time? And the, you, you can see the officer looking down, and they're either data entry or paperwork or whatever. Is that really, yeah, they just pulled somebody over and that's probably it.
2: Chances are they just pulled somebody over that and that person out. is left and they're just finishing up their paperwork. Cause the it's paperwork event.
1: for you guys, right? Yeah,
2: Always paperwork, <laughs> repetitive, <laughs> constant. There's probably more
1: of that than yeah. actual, I don't know. I'm right. Guessing, yeah. It's, but-
2: it's very, that's one thing that's like a, you know, you think it's going to be everything that you see on TV, you know, driving fast and car chases and all that kind of stuff. And that stuff happens but then you have a whole another 12 hour shift of paperwork mm. talking about what you just did. Mm. So there's man, always, man. you always have to document everything.
1: Well, we definitely consider you a friend of the show as, as our friend as well. Exactly. And uh, is there a call to action you can leave to, uh, to everybody listening? Is there just be nice to your officers? You're angry at yourself. If you're going to be angry, be angry at yourself because <laughs> yeah. you're beating, so yeah. you were the idiot speeding. So today was your day, bro.
2: Yeah. I think just, you know, just driving responsibly. It's, you know, I, I think we all understand, we all as, you know, drivers or humans, cops, whatever, you know, we understand that people are going to drive fast, you Mm -hmm. know, but try to mitigate some of those risks that you're taking, you know, Mm -hmm. so do it responsibly and yeah. And just cooperate with the officer. If the officer asks you for something, if he's asking you for your ID or whatever, cooperate with that. Even if you don't agree with the reason that you are being stopped or, you know, the citation that you're getting right there is not the time to argue about it. You can have your day in court, and that's where you can plead your side of the case to sure. a judge. Fair and
0: enough. it also sounds like all of that kind of motion and all of that should happen after you're looking us in the face. Yeah. You, you need to come around to the yeah. car, and now we need to get into motion and need to be responding to things. Yeah. You don't want to see a lot of weird movement while you're yeah,
2: walking. Not a, yeah, and here's another one I forgot to, to touch on before was don't get out of the car. And that's a <laughs> oh, lot, yeah. that's one that I, <laughs> that I see fairly often is people will get out of the car, and sometimes they're – Oh, I just, you know, maybe that's something that I've heard that that's something that was common practice years ago Mm -hmm. where the officer would have you come back to their car. Um, That's not how it is anymore. And Mm -hmm. it makes Mm -hmm. us extremely nervous as soon as somebody gets out of the car because Mm -hmm. why are you approaching me? Yeah. And what do you have in that car that you don't want me to see? That's why you're trying to distract me from that or coming towards me. So okay.
0: Yeah, so stay in the car and just be decent. Okay, love it. Chad, thank you so much. Not only oh, for, for yeah. listening, and here's the thing. The thing you guys don't realize is we know Chad because yeah. he reached out to us as somebody listening to the podcast first and then said, oh, yeah. by the way, I'm in law enforcement in the area. We were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Like we said, it's the so police crazy. are here, essentially. It all comes here. full circle.
1: And they're listening. Yeah, it's they, awesome. There may be more officers listening, too. So, man, you are always <laughs> invited on this show. If you guys mm-hmm. want to hear more of Chad in the future, like I said, you're, you're welcome back. And if you've got your own yeah. Topic Tuesday, you know where to write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the website. We love your Topic Tuesdays, and we yeah. ha- we've been itching to share this with you guys and share Chad's perspective. So thank you again. Really appreciate it, man.
0: You're welcome. Thank you, guys.
1: We're thank taking you, a man. break, we're coming back.
0: We're often asked how we find the cars we recommend because we do a lot of research for the show. Local or nationwide, our searches start with our friends at Auto Tempest. Instead of searching each car site separately, you can enter your parameters into Auto Tempest one time and search them all at once. You can see results from Cars.com, Cars Direct, eBay, and more, or you can
1: jump to Auto Trader and CarGurus without entering anything new. You can even search all of Craigslist nationwide. You know how hard it is to search Craigslist all at once. You can with Auto Tempest.
0: Auto Tempest can help you find your next new or used car if there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the entire country. Plus, the folks at AutoTempest actually do listen to this very podcast right along with you, and they're always looking for ways to refine the site to make it better. They already have research tools, buyer and seller guides, and are listening to what features users want.
1: So if we give you drive homework, or you're chasing your dream car, or you're just looking to feed the disease, AutoTempest.com is the place to start. Heck, I was honored an hour ago.
0: Summer's here, and with that comes sunshine and blistering hot car interiors. I know that leather seat seemed like a great idea at the time, until you scalded your legs. All you need is a custom sunscreen from Covercraft. These foldable sunscreens
1: fit perfectly in the windshield of your car, and they keep your car a lot cooler while you're off enjoying the sunshine or whatever you're doing. I have used these for years, and I'm telling you, I swear by them.
0: These custom sunscreens from Covercraft are available in a whole range of colors, and they're a simple, affordable way for you to keep your car cooler all summer long and protected from damaging UV rays all year long.
1: We swear by our custom sunscreens from Covercraft. It's one of our favorite car accessories. And remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code EVERYDAY right now at Covercraft.com, or you can follow the link from our sponsors page.
0: That was really fun. The police should come more often. <laughs> the, I've never said that sentence, yeah. by the way. The police Wait, should what? come more often. Yeah, that was a lot yeah. of fun, actually. It was very cool. In fact, I have to tell the story. I'm going to start it, but you're not going to finish it. Okay. I came over here in the Lotus today because the yes, weather's perfect and yes. the top's off and it's phenomenal and I love it. So I parked that in the drive, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you made the comment where you said that Chad would be able to find the place because, you know, I parked the you know surface of the sun yellow exactly. in the middle of your driveway. Exactly. So he backs his cruiser in. You may have seen the photo by this point if you're listening. He backs his, his uh, Ford Explorer cop car cruiser in, <laughs> and you watch the traffic pattern on your street change. <laughs>
1: it's so funny. Everybody speeds in my neighborhood. They come flying through, and then they saw Except for today the
0: cruiser, and just <laughs> –
1: I watched a Dodge Durango fly through and just – Slam on the brakes. I've seen it before, this gray Durango going way too fast. The speed limit in my neighborhood is 25, okay? It's very slow. Most neighborhoods, yes. it's that. Contractors and gardening trucks and everybody. Not and today. This Durango just... i watched him see it and just... Hit the anchor. Just throw all the anchors out. How can I get stopped quickly enough? And I, I just
0: had to laugh. Chad, thanks for being on, man, and thank yeah, you guys for, for throwing out that question. That was a fun question that I'm glad that we could actually field a little bit. Who knows what what questions you guys might have having listened to Chad? Well, yeah, well, welcome yeah. to all of that. We're glad that he was on here, and again, he's a local guy to us and uh, found us through the podcast. That's so very cool. That, that all is comes cool. Full circle. Yeah, Chad,
1: thank you for being on. And yeah, if you want uh, want him back for maybe more specific stuff, because today was very much a general yeah. stop yeah, and yeah. you know general topics, but if there's something more in depth that is you know appropriate to chat about, we'd love to have him back. He's
0: been he's been in law enforcement a long time. Mm-hmm. I actually should yeah. have asked that question. He's been in a long time, so uh, he's got a lot of experience there, which is really cool. We can interview him we later. We have a car debate as well. It's we not do. Just topic Tuesday day. We have Jeremy writing to us from Michigan, and uh, he is actually you made these link. You He's like it? changing careers. He, he describes himself as 30 years old, used to be 100 pounds heavier, and had what he said was appropriate to him as an overweight farmer. He had a 2008 GMC Sierra Duramax. He lost 100 pounds. He's going into law enforcement, and now he wants a fun car. Jeremy, congratulations, and yeah, you're going to be doing Very exactly cool. what Chad does this. now. So that's yeah.
1: that's awesome. Now, Jeremy says he'd like to switch things up, get something fun, unique, sporty. So I think any of those categories, it can be all of those categories. He said it need, needs to get relatively decent highway mile, mileage, better <laughs> than the 17 miles per gallon diesel that his so that's a low got. bar, but yeah. He was thinking an all-wheel drive coupe of some sort due to Michigan winters, which okay. we get. Okay. But he's also open to a rear-wheel drive car with winter tires, and he also wants something, the biggest headline here is, it's not a family car, quote unquote. Yes, true, true, true. So I think, you know, Dodge Chargers, kind of say family, Yeah. you know, that is a yeah. cop sort of, Car, but I sure. don't know that yeah, you yeah. want that. Yeah, in not, I don't think we need to, to be that big. Yeah, I agree. you know what I mean. I agree. Totally. Plus, it's I, I think that's what they drive in Michigan, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you may, that may be the work
0: cars. Let's get something else, <laughs> we shall we? Not yeah, do
1: that. So, what are our suggestions? Something reasonably reasonably priced, new. No real budget here, but we've got a, co- a few options for you, mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe something more on the high end if he, if it used. If it brings I, the price I kinda, down,
0: I kind of gauged it based off of what are the what that CR Duramax would have cost. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I I think we're working in the thirty to forty grand range based on the information he's given us. That's it's my that's decent. my guess. That's my guess because he's he's genuinely shopping. He wants something new and different, and we can go new or used. So I think we've got some options here. I've got three I thought of that are all very different from each other, and then two wild cards. Oh, excellent!
1: You know, there's Mustang and there's Camaro. Yeah. Right off the bat, you're mm-hmm. in Michigan. There, I think a com- lot of them there.
0: I think Camaro SS with winter tires would be a fantastic car.
1: I actually had. Mustang GT or Camaro SS, Mm -hmm. because, you know, they are definitely a fun, sporty coupe. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think you can easily fit in those. Mm -hmm. But you had in your email here this unique situation, fun, unique, sporty, somewhere in there. And Mm -hmm. so I was thinking of our German friends and thinking about BMW 2 Series and BMW 4 Series coupes. Mm Okay. You know, thinking still good size that you'll fit in. But I was also thinking about the Audi A5. All no, that's, that's interesting, drive, but but fun, not but not different. the
0: coupe, like the actual two door. Get it in yeah, coupe.
1: The A5, the coupe. Yeah. Yes, and do that. Now they've got the, the five door. Yeah, exactly. I'm just clarifying because yes. we're we're talking more of the sporty version. Yes, yeah. for yeah. sure. I mean, mm-hmm. S5, if you could. Mm-hmm. You know, from a a driving handling, you know, feedback perspective, there's other cars we we would suggest, but they don't have the benefits of Quattro, mm-hmm. and. I just I think it'd be a a cool step for you to mm-hmm. to go. I mean, we're coming from a big truck, is where we're
0: coming yeah, from. Yeah, so for sure. For going sure. Going to an yeah. Audi
1: is going to feel this lightweight. It's going to mm-hmm. feel like a fly in, in comparison it to is, what you're used sure. to. It is for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it also doesn't say family car, which is what I like about it.
0: Yeah, I see that. I see that.
1: Yeah, I was towing with the Corvette, but ultimately I was towing with C5 and C606 Corvettes.
0: The Z06, C606 would be a great one. That's like a thirty thousand dollars phenomenal
1: car. There, depending on which one you get, but. I, the C 5 five, eighteen grand. Yeah, a you're lot right. of them right. are eighteen grand. Watch our z
0: o six piece from season four. We talk all about them. You know sure what about yeah. those?
1: But ultimately, my wild card for you, Jeremy, is a Jag. What if you could get into a Jag?
0: Which one are you looking at? The F type. Uh, it's in my wild card list too. An F type all wheel drive would be would be a coup. That That'd would be, be really amazing. cool. Yeah, V six all wheel drive. Yeah. Because yeah,
1: yeah. again, you're thirty. I mean.
0: Now's the time. There's a guy with a red one here in Park City that drives it year-round, and I I want to meet him just to applaud him. I've seen that car before. Year-round. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Really, really cool. Yeah. And I if, was, you, can, and if yeah. you can drive it here year-round, you can drive it in Michigan year-round.
1: And there's you know there's other choices we could go towards, but I don't want something that's too big and heavy like a Challenger. I don't want something that's... You know, I want you to be able to service it, of course. And, yeah. 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 You know, maintenance and all that stuff. And I don't want it to suddenly cost you an arm and leg that you're not used to because that diesel truck probably just ran. Sure. So you're used yeah, to yeah. that. So that's obviously why I'm thinking, you know, the Americans are right there. The American cars are right there. But, you know, what else? How about, how about a German car? How about yeah. the Jag?
0: I was chasing totally, totally different stuff than what he's experienced. I had that Camaro SS with winter tires. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go Evo 10, the GSR with the wing. Mm. You don't want the family car, so I'm not going MR for you. Get the GSR, which is the five-speed with the wing. Nobody's taking that car as, oh, that's a nice little family car. No, it's not. No, it's not. That is a fun car. <laughs> and so you could get one of those, all-wheel drive. Honestly, whatever the conditions are, you won't care. You're just going to go drive it. It's true. That'd be very fun. Very you could do that. I, along these same lines, I, I had three. My three major cars are totally different. I had the Camaro SS, so I get the the uh, muscle car rear wheel drive covered. The Evo Ten GSR, so I get all wheel drive rally bread covered. And then I had to go front wheel drive hatch, and I picked the Veloster N. Ooh. good gas mileage, hair on fire. You can get them for a, for a good deal. You could get a brand new one, like loaded out for thirty.
1: Yeah. So that would be an interesting choice. Slightly less. You
0: had the same one of the same wild cards as I did, which was an all-wheel drive F-type. I like that. If he's shopping that high, though, it made me think of Chance's car, 911, the 996 911,
1: back.
0: all-wheel drive 911. Hmm. What's again? He hasn't been clear enough on his budget for us to know for sure. So, Jeremy, what is your budget? Because the thing about a 996 911 with the C4, so the all-wheel drive version you could buy one of those because it is the unloved generation on one level i bought a 911 and it's my daily car another level you don't have to keep that precious just go drive it c4s for like 32 33 chance got his c4 It's not a c4s we got a c4 for 15 now so that means legitimately between 20 and 30 you're shopping man
1: yeah you're for shopping sure. for
0: sure and again back to chance's reference he's got like 160,000 miles on his we've known other people with a lot of miles on their mm-hmm. 996s Very true. yes Very true. IMS bearing is a thing but those cars are out there and i think you could buy one and be amazed with the driving dynamics love that you have a 911 and still when the weather is terrible not be stressed that's my that's why it's my other wild card I like that i think the f type is the f type is a lot of card to just be able to say you daily and drive you around i think that's a phenomenal choice but hopefully something in there strikes you <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for
1: writing. we got to jump to questions because we have so many fun ones. And uh, on Instagram, Allison's E92 says she wants to challenge me, formally challenge Paul to a duel Uh to see who can wear the most automaker gear at the ring. She's going with us on the pilgrimage (laughs) trip. Okay. I okay. hadn't seen that one. Bravo, you're, you're Allison. You're
0: on. That is hysterical. You're yes. on. I'm going to be wearing the cologne, too. So oh, man. bring well, it. And, and if you don't have enough, we do go by the gift shop, which here's one of the <laughs> oh, ironic true. things true. about Nuremberg. By the way, I'm going to stop real quick. Nuremberg is not Nuremberg. They are different towns. Nuremberg, where the Nuremberg ring <laughs> is, we stop by the primary gift shop, which is also a gas station, which is also a convenience store. It is all of the above. And when we stop yes. there every year, the people that are in the van with us that are coming with us are like... Why are we stopped at a gas station? Do we need gas? Why do they, what are, they, are the guys lost? What's and going on? Then and then we walk in and they go, in. oh, my gosh. So <laughs> yeah. if you don't have enough branded gear, that shop could get it solved. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. man. Got All right. right. It's on. That is I'm going to bring
1: everything then. I am terrified. Multiple
0: T-shirts. and I am terrified now. <laughs> Shoes. Ed, Ed Hayes wrote in on, uh, on Facebook and said, what's the most ridiculous thing we've considered as a winter car?
1: And then Hello. he said boxers
0: and Caymans, are, are they could be had pretty cheap. And then I want to connect that to Michael, who asked the question where he said, I'd like to have somebody tell me that a Boxster or Cayman is no more ridiculous in the winter than my rear-wheel drive 2 Series. These directly relate, folks. Mm-hmm. First off, Ed, I'm, I'm going to say it. Honestly, I am 50-50 to wanting to drive the Lotus in the winter. I would actually really genuinely like to. I'm
1: telling you, mini-blade on the front I, of that I thing.
0: really would love to drive the Elise year-round. The only reasons I don't is it does not have a limited slip. There's a question about that coming up. It does not have a limited slip differential, which I think is helpful for winter driving in a big, big way. Also, it's because I'm up here in Park City and we get a lot lot of weather, we get a lot of snow, and we get a lot of salt on the roads, I'm genuinely worried about replacement when something happens.
1: There is that. That was the thing there about the,
0: I mean, I, I would honestly, I would drive what Chance drives. I would I keep coming back to it. I would drive a, uh, an all-wheel drive 911 in the winter and never blink. I'd drive that all-wheel drive F-Type in the winter and never blink. I'd drive rear-wheel drive versions of those cars and never blink because they're much more mass-produced, and you can replace that fender, whereas mm-hmm, Lotus mm-hmm. is half the car, and you've got to be on a wait list, and it's got to ship it from England. These are the things that keep me from driving the Lotus, even though i got to be honest, I really want to drive that car in the winter. Which brings me back to, Ed, your question, and Michael's. Guys, there's no reason to not drive a Cayman or Boxster in the winter if you're careful. I don't know what your winter conditions are. We have had a a hello to the country of Canada. Anytime we posted one of my rear-wheel drive in the snow FRS videos and we mentioned we were having a snowy day, Canada went... That's not snow. They scoffed. they do British accent? I don't know why it was a British accent. Sorry. I, uh, that, sorry. Just, do it just a French accent, you're good. You. Exactly. I can't do that. Incredible. The point is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that's not snow. The, the, many, many comments. Because many people up there have driven the FRS in far worse conditions than I even showed on camera, which I've driven in those conditions too. They drive FRSs year-round. Okay. Now, the, the trick there is lightweight car, rear-wheel drive. Limited slip differential, and there's no reason to be precious with it. So, guys, I say buy a Boxster or Cayman. We know people that have driven Boxsters year round, year round through snow. Here, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So, if you have the right, C'est tires, magnifique, bravo. Bon. If you have, if you have, the, we're all, we're just we're fishing for stuff. Yeah, oui, c'est magnifique. magnifique. If if you have the right tires, there's no reason not to drive those cars in the winter. The other thing, Lotus versus those, for example, the Lotus has what I would describe as traditional mid-engine handling. Meaning, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Oh, now you're spinning. It, when it bites, it bites hard. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. The Cayman and Boxster are the most approachable, docile mid-engine platforms I've ever driven. They're quite neutral. So, They're yeah, great. that's a great description. So, as a result, I don't think you're going to even have that issue. So, I say, why not, guys? Let's winter those cars. <laughs> winter them up.
1: The only thing I can say in French is goodnight, my little cabbage. That's the only thing I can <laughs> Which, say. you don't
0: ever have a need to say in English. So I don't know no. why you understand. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's fun to pull it out
1: every so often. Question from Ron Sanga on Instagram. What instructors or driving school would we recommend for someone who has never mm. been on a track okay. or a high-performance vehicle? He's in western North Carolina. He's seen more schools out west, but what is in the southeast? There are actually many. You've got so many tracks, so many good tracks. I almost feel like there's far more tracks on the east coast from, say, Ohio going east. Yeah. And you've got many, starting with the BMW Performance Driving School in Spartanburg, South Carolina. That's good, yeah. You've got that. You've got the AMG Academy. You have, of course, the Porsche Driving Experience in Atlanta. Mm You've got actually I, there's uh, Summit Point the the track not the exact track we were on but Summit Point Raceway mm-hmm. that's more of a you know instructor
0: and you bring your own car well but a lot of these a lot of your tracks whatever track you find has probably got some beginner days that are hosted by somebody I mean you've got Road Atlanta out there you've got Barber. Mm-hmm. Uh, an hour and a half, uh, two hours from Atlanta. Barber Motorsports, Motorsports Parks, Park, not Skip Barber, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. So, so you've got all these various places. I think you could figure out what are the tracks near you, and what are the what's the group that does a, does beginners lessons there. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. very viable. Some places, I know we do it in our local track here. Some places have got a kind of easy access first time on track days that are part of your local NASA or SCCA. That sometimes has hap- happens. Our local NASA group does that here. I would say find the easiest track access to your location because I guarantee it exists.
1: Absolutely. Ron, I'll leave you with this thought, and that is hookedondriving.com. Oh yeah. They have they're actually growing quite a bit. And they have events all year long at tracks nationwide. And there's uh, there's a variety. I think there's some that you can, you know, use other Other cars, track-prepped cars, and then there's some events where you can bring your own. Of course, the high-performance driving events through NASA and, you know, PCA, those kinds of things. You've got to have your own car. It'd be nice to start off in somebody else's car, I think, but think of yourself as a blank white canvas Mm -hmm. ready Mm -hmm. to receive proper instruction. I love it. I think they're going to jump at the chance to instruct you. You just want to start, you know, somewhere. Obviously, the, the academies are fairly expensive, but... I think you're going to be hooked, and I think you're going to really love it. So one of those, who's your favorite uh, you know, car manufacturer? And you've got a lot of them on the East Coast. So. And if
0: all of that fails, you also can just figure out who's a local group doing autocross, take your own car, and sure. ask people questions. You can do that, too. If sure. you want even easier access, start. you've got that option as well. Kyle wrote in on Facebook. We've met Kyle, and his wife responded to his questions. I, <laughs> I, think, <saw> that. <laughs> I think there's a conversation going on in Kyle's They house. were
1: blowing kisses at each other on Facebook. Uh, Did you does, that.
0: The question is, do I ever wish that I'd gotten a higher trim level of cayenne and the way his wife responded made me think he's gone honey how about a cayenne let let me unpack this question real quick kyle the short answer is no i i I haven't really worried about it i would i like our base cayenne more than i even expected to i would like to have the s to be honest which is one step up remember there's base s gts turbo turbo s in the world of the cayenne so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i wouldn't mind having an s for a little bit more power but of course you'd have a little bit less gas mileage I have enjoyed this Cayenne that we have thoroughly. It has about 120,000 miles on it. There's another long-term coming up on that. My wife and I are starting to debate, uh, should she sell that one and us get a more updated Cayenne, something of the next generation? So those conversations are beginning, but we still really like the one we have. The concerns that I had going really, really high on the food chain were twofold. My wife likes to drive quickly. She doesn't need 500 horsepower. (laughs) By her own admission, she really doesn't. And also, nice to have? Yeah, exactly. Also, the higher you get in the food chain, the more things are on that car that could break I -hmm. like since we were Mm -hmm. having our first experience with a Porsche as ownership experience I liked having a base one so there was just this car runs and that's what it's done it's run wonderfully I I would have also gone for an S
1: Z the person on Instagram says, front-engine, front-wheel drive, and rear-wheel drive cars have their own distinct proportions. Is this just mm. a styling quirk, or does packaging of the drivetrain affect these proportions? Yes, packaging. That is absolutely what you're hitting on, is packaging. Because think about it, The front-engine, front-wheel drive cars, all the suspension and wheels in the back do is hold the back end of the car off the ground from yeah, scraping, uh, yeah. really. But that means there's a whole bunch of space back there in which to package people and goods, all those kinds of things. You, unless you're putting a all-wheel drive, drive train in it, but it's inherent by the packaging itself. And so you you want to design, of course, aesthetically appealing, but you, it's also got to be functional unless you're mm-hmm. pure sports car, which generally means rear or front. Well, mid-engine Caymans too. I mean, the Cayman is actually, I love the packaging on that because it's got it's a very lot of good. space in the front yeah, it's very good. And a good amount of space behind the engine. Mm-hmm. But think about what if it were a, you know, it just seems odd to do a, Mid or rear engine car with a long hood on it. <laughs> you can hold a mattress up a reverse pickup. It's Not a reverse really pickup. handy. Yeah. Think about Packards and Duesenbergs of the 20s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They had straight eights or V16s. Yeah. They had long hoods, which is essentially the sheet metal enclosing the engine. That's yeah. why they were such. <laughs> Huge the hoods engine like the is long as long as a dining
0: room table. The hood's got to be big. Really? Yeah. We're just wrapping
1: the sheet metal. And yeah. then yeah. as it advanced, you want it to be more aesthetically pleasing and beautiful. Mm. But that's why they have these huge long hoods. The Bugatti Type 35. Yeah. Straight 8. Have you heard a straight 8? It is mm. thrashy. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of mechanical things going on. Chains <laughs> whipping around and it's gears angry. and belts. It's quite angry. And, yes. Oh, it's thrashy. Beautiful sound. But that's why those cars have the proportions because mm-hmm.
0: generally that's where it started. You're mm-hmm. packaging the car around the lump, the engine. You're right. That d- relates directly to Instagram. Bradley uh, Lee J on uh, 1983 writes in and goes, how on earth does Lamborghini get away with crash safety standards? Oh. With the long front, uh, really, really uh, raked nose. I researched this. Well, but it's, it's we're all talking about the same thing, though. Once you get into mid-engine, we, we've been talking about – I've been bemoaning the fact that you have uh, pedestrian crash safety standards, which I want to say, again, stay out of the street. But uh, having said that, you have to have these larger hoods. But here's the thing. In those mid-engine cars or any rear-engine car, 911 works here too, there isn't an engine block to hit. So when you're hitting mm-hmm, that hood mm-hmm. – You don't have to worry about how high is it before you hit an engine block. It's a space. There's a storage space there on Lamborghini, on everything but the Lotus. On Lamborghinis, on the McLarens, on Ferraris, the 911, all of those have a front storage space. The Alpha 4C and the Lotus do not because Mm -hmm, they're tiny. mm -hmm. But still, even there, you don't have a big engine block to hit.
1: Doing a bit of digging, there is a company called Lambo Lab. It's actually owned by Lamborghini. So Mm. look up LamboLab.com, and it's known as the Automobili Lamborghini Advanced Composite Structure Laboratory, where they're actually working with Boeing on all their carbon chassis to work out the structures first. And they did such a good job on the, I think, the Aventador and the Huracan, they passed their crash standards the first time. Wow. So Bravo. this is they're based in Seattle, Washington, and this is actually what they do. They're mm, figuring mm. out their crash structures, as are most car companies sure, making sure. cars like this at a high level. And you've probably noticed, including the Alpha 4C, everything's gone to a carbon chassis or yeah, it's going some a lot of, derivative a lot of, of yeah. McLaren. So they're mm. they're making these, so they're going to probably exceed the crash standards by virtue of cost. I mean, they're throwing carbon chassis in these things. So yeah, pretty interesting, uh, website there. So LamboLab.com is really incredible. And they, they have different sections on there. You can look up all the white papers on that.
0: That's very cool. Brian wrote in on Facebook and said on TV shows, why do they sometimes remove the brand from cars? They're not fooling (laughs) us. What's going on? There's a couple things going on here. First off, there's there's a combination of licensing rights and not wanting to give free advertising and depending upon which way your show I'll give you a great example watch any commercial that comes up right now for auto trader because it's got all these cars in it and none of them have a brand on them. But you, well, that's mm. a 370Z and that's a, that's a GMC pickup. and that's a, But they've wiped the brand off because mm, they yeah. don't want to get the yeah. licensing rights to Nissan. Hey, we want to show your, your 300 whatever. We don't want to do that. We don't want to get the licensing rights. So they fudge all. And, and this has happened in films. This happens in films all the time. You, you, generally, if you see branding in films, you actually see a brand. There's a Coca-Cola sign in the background and it's in the new Avengers movie. It's because Coca-Cola paid for that. Oh, Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. it didn't end up randomly. It shows up in documentaries randomly because you're. I mean, we've had branding in the background of our stuff when we shot in cities because we're just we're documentarians. We're shooting what exists. When yeah. you're a feature film or a TV show, you are controlling all the images and you do not give a shout out to things you don't have rights for. And then on the on the reverse side, the legal team doesn't want to try to clear the fact that you have a Nike logo in the background. That's why you, when you watch mm-hmm. uh, reality shows, they will put tape on people's nike logos on their shirts or on their caps or whatever because we don't want to pay the licensing rights we don't have to chase getting that cleared so we just smudge the logo or cover the logo or in the case of cars digitally take it out
1: areopolis has a question here on instagram he wants to try driving different types of cars to see what they're like driving homework sports cars muscle cars trucks Love whatever it. they are do we have any tips for driving different cars test drives at dealerships try to talk random people and letting him drive their cars
0: he's discovered our secret well, oh sorry. yes
1: yeah if if you do that there usually needs to be a return for them they want some sort of <laughs>
0: yes it's not just payback. here's the keys yeah when we have a
1: privately owned car on set with us and the owners mm-hmm. along, mm-hmm. Yep. sometimes folks are too busy and they're fine with us just taking the car. We store it overnight in a the garage. Yeah, they're yeah, fine with yeah. that. But if they want to come along for the shoot, we try to get them into one of the other cars, which is usually a press yeah. car. Yeah. It gives them seat time and it's mm-hmm. kind of a cool incentive. Sure. Now, sure. it does show up on camera either on YouTube or you know television That's or Amazon. Off, yeah. So it's kind of cool to be like, hey, my car was on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's an interesting group that we are friends with in Seattle. It's called Avance Seattle. Mm-hmm. And the founder has actually made this group as a hey, come drive your cars. And he encourages everybody to switch cars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a key swap thing. Yeah. So my it's question very cool. for
1: you, Areopolis, is is there a similar group or your mm-hmm, local mm-hmm. Cars and Coffee where maybe you can start something up to say, hey, we're all going to be respectful to each other's cars, but we're all in this car club together? Yeah. And yeah. Avance it doesn't matter that you don't have a wagon it doesn't matter it's just what he's called it. he likes mm-hmm. yeah. wagons and Audi Avance but come drive each other's cars and up to you you, you know you, you work the deal out between you guys <laughs> but they encourage owners to come ready for maybe other people to sample your car but the mm-hmm. benefit is you get to go drive their cars. Yeah. Maybe there's something going on in your area. Maybe that's something you need to take initiative and found yourself. But yeah. uh, like otherwise, like Turo that. is a huge you know, huge yeah. resource for us.
0: De- dealers are great, but the problem with dealers is you're probably not going to get the drive you want. So this is no. where Turo is no. helpful. And then sometimes rental car fleets, depending on where you are, have got uh, other cars, interesting cars in the rental car fleets. But, of course, now you're spending even more money than you probably would on Turo. So that gets, gets difficult. Mm-hmm. What else you got here? Alex uh, Madaloni on Instagram said, how much difference in handling does a limited slip differential make with a front-wheel drive car? The Veloster N's performance package (laughs) includes it. He's curious if it's worth it. A couple things, Alex. Here's the thing about a limited slip differential. In general, in general, you want one. Uh, Front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, you want one. Then there are major exceptions, and I will give you a couple. In rear-wheel drive cars, you will hear some auto journalists bemoan the fact that it doesn't have a limited-slip differential, to be honest, because it's harder to drift without one. It's an extra-impossible drift without one. Yeah. But I like it, a rear-wheel drive car having a limited-slip, because it's helpful in winter driving. My FRS had one, but here's what's interesting. No one on the planet has ever said a Lotus Elise doesn't handle well. And Lotus makes open differentials. They do not have a limited slip from the factory, generally. Mm -hmm. You know who else Mm -hmm. doesn't? McLaren generally doesn't. Nobody is getting in those cars and going, this handles terribly. It needs a limited slip differential. (laughs) So there are exceptions. Also, the Fiesta ST that we love does not have a limited slip differential from the factory. Now, the new version, which Tom in Germany has told us is even more brilliant, does. In general, I'm going to say to you, Alex, because of everything that is going on on a front-wheel drive car where those front wheels are murdered trying to do everything at once, you want a limited slip diff. In, in general, pretty much, yeah. Uh, on a front-wheel yeah. drive car, I much prefer it with that because you have less torque steer. It handles uh, the, the power out of corners much, much better. The reason the performance pack has it on the Veloster N, besides the fact it's a well-tuned car, that also gets a power bump. You've got nearly 300 horsepower through front wheels. Limited slip helps you with that. I am a big believer in them, but it is not an end-all, be-all. Travels with George J is asking us, with total disregard for power,
1: performance, or handling, which pre-1975 <laughs> American car would you drive to your local diner summer car show, based strictly on its cool factor? Hmm. Hard question, but hmm. I can answer it.
0: Okay, good. What do you it's have? A
1: 1963 Chrysler Turbine Car. Oh, funny. Okay, yeah. All you have to do is go to turbancar.com and you'll learn all about these. I, I read about them as a kid, fascinated with this. Chrysler had an experiment; they built a couple hundred of them. Lino's they never, one, I think, yeah, they never went further, and there's very few left. Yeah, I think there's only one, maybe two, actually running. But it is a full jet engine mm-hmm. sounding car. Mm-hmm. It looks total Jetson space it age really weird. It really does, yeah. You know, kind of campy and cheesy now, but it just it's so fun and. That would attract attention.
0: That would be cool. Uh, bravo. I'm leaving you with that. That's awesome. Dammit Patton asked a question about the Utah meetup. He said, what's going on at the, at the Everyday Driver garage on the track day if you're not driving on the track? We are gonna, we've rented a garage. Honestly, the main reason we did it is to have a home base. When we were at this event last year, we ended up kind of standing around in the parking lot and talking, which was fine. But people weren't, weren't really sure where the Everyday Driver guys were until they saw bright yellow lotus but anyway mm-hmm. the point is it wasn't obvious where to hang out plus it was a little bit cool this year it's going to be august in salt lake valley so we wanted someplace we didn't have to stand in the sun and we could all congregate that's what the garage is for we're going to have minimal snacks and water and this kind of stuff so it'll be a place to be where people that are not currently on the track that are there as part of the everyday driver meetup can be hanging out between sessions and then if you're not driving at all you just be hanging out and talking to people and meeting everybody else that's there i'm looking forward to it it's going to be a great event
1: yeah if you can come we'd love to see you there Last question from me from Andrew Stein on Facebook. He's heard you don't buy a car for the tech. Are there cars we avoid specifically because of the tech or bad tech, lack of tech? Mm. Not necessarily. We're going after the driving dynamics first, unless you're buying an SUV and you need kids and you know stuff and yeah. whatever, or towing, whatever that is. But not necessarily. And, of course, the tech arms race is prevalent in all new cars. It, everybody's term, yeah. scrambling to outdo each other with USB-C everywhere and upgradable this and yeah i mean tesla kind of leads the way because you can you know update firmware over the air and your car will do different things the next morning you didn't expect <laughs> it to and yeah lo and yeah. behold your app does different things but not necessarily. I think for you and I, it's always the dynamics first. And then, hey, bonus. If it's got mm. something cool or, you know what? This would keep me from buying the car because of that. But you know how great it drives or how it shifts or the power or whatever it is? We're looking for the thing that stirs you from a driving standpoint
0: first yeah. Then uh, yeah. tech. We don't look at tech first necessarily. I have a Pepsi versus Coke question. I'm going to try to leave it on. Uh, Brandon writes in on, uh, on Facebook and says, opinions on turbos versus superchargers. And then he says, turbos for the win. <laughs> so clearly, you already have an answer to this question, so this is kind of fighting words. But but here's the thing I feel about it. You have to figure out what you as a driver prefer. I'm a guy that, as you can tell by the fact I drive a Lotus and, the, and had an FRS before and these kind of things, I like a very analog driving experience. I don't want things that change halfway through. I want it to feel very consistent or progressive, if you will, depending upon the car. The FRS, I think, benefits from a supercharger. The Lotus, at least, benefits from a supercharger. The Mini I had, I actually, my favorite thing about the driving dynamics was the supercharger. Mm-hmm. I prefer mm-hmm. superchargers because they have a more similar feel in power delivery to a naturally aspirated engine. You get the boost. The, uh, the Z06, the current Z06, yeah. supercharged. Yeah, true. true. I, I find that I tend to gravitate toward cars that have a supercharger for their power bump because it has a more uh, progressive and linear, both of those terms relate here, meaning there isn't a weird surge all of a sudden. You can put your foot in it at very low RPM and get the extra surge and supercharger. You can also drive it casually and true. not get the surge. That's true. kind of existent throughout. My Lancer, comparatively, is a dog until it's up on turbo. I mean, <laughs> if true. I want to leave the light it's quickly, true. I have to actually... Uh, I have to brake stand it a little bit. I have to keep my foot on the brake and ramp the RPMs up to about 3,000 and right, yeah. time it right at the time when the light goes green so that I can match the guy next to me leaving in a diesel truck. You're Not building boost. Not because I'm racing. i got to build boost. Yeah. Whereas in the <laughs> Mini, that didn't, it didn't matter. It had a supercharger. If you want to leave all of a sudden, you push your foot to the floor. Yeah, true. So true. I prefer generally supercharger delivery. Having said that, superchargers are very <laughs> – well, how do I put this? Um, they're big fires under your hood. They, they're, they're, they, yes, they, um, yes, they need air. They need cooling, and many times that's a big problem. And parasitic
1: too. From a yes, you and know, they parasitic. Uh, yes, the supercharger engine, in the in the Corvette loss. takes
0: 100 horsepower to run it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the power to uh, to need ratio is much higher for a supercharger. You can get crazy power out of turbo if you're willing to wait through the lag. Now that we've got turbos that turbines that have got dual spool and different vanes and these kind of things, they're getting rid of the turbo lag. And, yes, that is awesome, and I see why more people do turbos. Long-winded answer. I prefer superchargers. Bring back
1: the super turbo, the A80 super turbo with the sequential turbos. There you go, one big, it. one small, there you go. one low and one high. Love it, guys! Thank you for your questions. Really appreciate it. We're sorry we can't get to everything, but keep asking, and we'd love to see you at the Utah meetup. We would, we definitely would. So the sign up, all the details is on EverydayDriver.com under the Adventures tab. And uh, do you have
0: pilgrimage updates? Pilgrimage update is only here's the only update. This is your last week. Okay. This is Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. On Friday, the end of this week, registration closes for pilgrimage. If you're still debating, this is your last shot at it. We simply can't take people after this week. I mean, we're taking everybody that's going, but we can't add anybody to the list because of car registration and that kind of thing. We would love to have you There is a couple spaces left if you want to come on pilgrimage. And then after that, of course, all we'll talk about is the Utah meetup for a bit until we plan the one for East Coast.
1: Massive thanks again. Looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.